This is the podcast that finds the most elusive people, the everyday amazing kind that you know nothing about. I'm hunting these people down and exposing their beauty to the world. I'm Andrew Bracewell, and this is Everyday Amazing. I think Brittany's been on the other end of me calling, going, I think he's going to divorce me. <laughs> he's so mad and he's building it. She's like, but is he still building it? Yes, he's still building it. <laughs> Honey, we can build it. We can deal with the Do divorce. I need to talk to him? <laughs> Welcome back to my living room, everybody. I'm far enough into this podcast thing that I feel like I've settled into a groove and I'm kind of getting the hang of it. In the first few episodes, I wouldn't sleep the night before. And last night, I'm glad to say I slept like a baby. But what's, what still weighs on my mind each time is my hope that I ask the best questions possible because I want you, the audience, to be able to grasp how amazing each person I talk to really is. So that is what is on my mind at this very moment. Visiting with me today are two very thoughtful and intelligent people who have a lot to offer and are part of a very cool cause. The Crystal Gala Foundation is an organization based out of the Fraser Valley and in its 21-year existence, has raised millions of dollars for the fight against breast cancer. Now, there are a lot of cool companies and organizations that do amazing things, but the Crystal Gala is unique in my mind because of the way it operates. From my chair, having supported it for 10 years, it has family tendencies. Meetings only happen with food and wine. It's matriarchal. Infighting is accepted as part of life. Whining and complaining are also permitted so long as it's not a detriment to the family's main purpose. And encompassing all they do is an overabundance of laughter and tears. Today, I get to hang out with Jessica Germain and Brittany Manulik. These two have been a part of the Crystal Gala family for many years and are responsible in part for many of the successes and probably some of the mistakes the family has made along the way. But what makes this organization so attractive is not what they do, but rather how they go about doing it. Jessica and Brittany, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Andrew. So we should, I guess, just start at the beginning. We'll get into a, a, a myriad of topics today. But why don't we start with uh, the history of the gala and just let's go back 20 years. And I know the original person is not here with us today. But let's do our best to recount the story of how it came to be and then just just go from there. Um, well, uh, Jerry Charles and Tammy Priest went to a lunch years and years ago um, for BC Cancer, actually. Um, and they had lunch and they thought, well, Tammy, I think, looked at Jerry and said, Jerry, what can we do? And so they decided that let's throw a little party. That was their original goal was a little party and possibly raise some money. I think that lunch had raised... 1700 or 17,000. I don't know that exact number Jerry does, but um, it, very small. And, and Jerry is a big thinker. So her and Tammy thought, you know what, we can do a little bit more. And I think the very first party was at King's Crossing <laughs> way back when. And uh, yeah, they raised, I think, over $30,000. Their first one, 33000 I believe. 33, I have to double check that. But um, yeah, and so from then it just became um, sort of a passion for some ladies. And some of the original women that were on um, this committee were significant players in Abbotsford. We had the Myrtle on Rempels. We had the Dixie Jacobsons. We had um, Carolyn Dickinson. So all these women had been a part, um, owned family businesses and just wanted to give back. And so it started from a genuine heartfelt place and it's grown completely over the last 21 years from that same place. So. Mm. Now you say it, it started, it was 
Abbotsford people that started it. Absolutely. However, this thing has grown into something that is far beyond Abbotsford. Um, so maybe just touch on its reach in terms of, you know, all across the Fraser Valley, Lower Mainland, stuff like that. Well, I think the funds that we raised for the Abbotsford Regional Hospital, um, people come from all over to, to, to the clinic that's now part of the hospital there. Um, so th- I believe that's more of a reach that way. Uh, we still concentrate on, on, our, on our funds going directly to the Abbotsford Hospital at this time. Um, the, reach, the reach is more of, we, have C- we had CTV last year. Yeah, I think that um, women do come from all over. We actually, um, I was just at the clinic and they were saying that they had women coming from Kelowna. They had women coming from all over. We're, our clinic's unique because you can self-refer and you can get access to state-of-the-art equipment and state-of-the-art um, information and, and diagnoses. And so I think that women, it's spreading, the word's spreading. And donors are thinking, why am I not giving this from Langley? And so, you know, I can come and drive out from Langley to, to use these services. So with the reach, I think, within the organization in the clinic, we've now s- spread awareness. And so people are coming. And mm-hmm. we're also a really fun gala. So I think people come up from Vancouver because, you know, they always laugh and say Those they need girls to, like to party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, they, you know, the joke is they need a passport to cross the bridge. But I think that at the end of the day, they realize that uh, I think Meijin Link said it best. She said she's never emceed a gala a, as big or as significant as the Crystal Gala was last October. So, yeah. And that was, a, that was a good party yeah. Yeah. last year. Yeah. So... Okay, so 20, 1999, right? Yep. 20 years ago, yep. Jerry. 21. Do we call Jerry mum for the purpose of the conversation? Pretty much. She's, the, she's the godmama. So mum <laughs> so decides to, did she get this idea? Uh, they, they start small, and then somewhere along the ways, you guys, Jess, you and Brittany, I don't know when each of you got involved, but shortly, like a few years later, how did you, what's each of your stories into, into this? Well, I think um, Tanya Curtis was also, she's been on the Gala Committee for, 20 years as okay, well. So she started. So she's, okay. I, I would consider her one of the founders definitely as well. Got it. Okay. Um, Britt's been on it a few years longer than I have. I've been on it for 13. Britt, you 15? Yeah, 15 or 16. Yeah, I know Tanya 16 basically. 16 years, 16. She, Tanya just said, hey, I have this little thing. I think you'd, you know, have some fun. It won't be a lot of work. <laughs> liar. <laughs> liar, liar. That's always, what Tanya I, does. She yes, lies. I know. Yeah. I'm like always Tanya, Tanya. So, um, and then I think a couple of years later, I think we said the same thing to Jessica. It's not a lot of work. We promise. Well, it was um, funny because with Tanya, I was still in England actually. Yeah. And Tanya had contacted me when I was still living in England. And we had been emailing back and forth. She's like, we'll come back and sit on this committee and I'll introduce you to the girls. And I was like, okay. So of course I show up, I'm like, knew like barely anyone and I'm like fish out of water like I do not belong <laughs> here whatsoever um but yeah it's, it's I'm still here so still part and of it and it was literally just your friend roped you in it wasn't that you had someone in your life with breast cancer and you felt this like great sense or urge like I know you all know people now but back then no we were little and young and you, there was, was so there young. was no personal story for myself my mom had already gone through cancer she yeah. was first diagnosed when I was nine it was yeah. a different form of cancer mm-hmm. um which she eventually passed from and my dad had cancer and passed from it. And then my Oma, my mom's mom, um, had passed three months before my mom of mm. breast cancer. And hers, from what they tell me, was a very rare form of breast cancer. Mm. Um, it was actually on the outside of her breast and protruding through her skin. Um, she lived like five years with it, um, which was kind of unheard of for sure, her. For that type. Um, that type. So yeah, back then, you know, I'd experienced cancer already, but not not the breast cancer at that point. So we've, we've made some comments already about 
what the gala is and, and what the party is. So, but for the listener, let's just put some, some numbers or a few stats to the conversation. So you start in 99, it's a small idea. Here we are 20 years later, it's grown into one of the things that you do is there's this party every October. It's been November, I think once or twice. It, it used to be. But there's a party now in October and the party has how many people approximately? 585 last year. <laughs> right. Don't say that out loud. The fire marshal, in case you're breaking code. No, tr- well, that's actually why we had, we used to do it at the Ramada then Quality Inn. Um, and we loved them. They were great to us. They but we just, great. we would literally get yelled at for people that didn't get tickets. You know, yeah. you didn't put me on the list. We're like, oh gosh, sorry. You know, yeah. and then they'd have a wait list of a hundred people. And then they'd be like, what are our chances? And we'd kind of smile and say, great. And they weren't because we couldn't get them tickets. So mm-hmm. we ended up um, just making the decision three for our 20th. That was, and we actually said, we're not sure if it's going to continue at the Tradex. We'll see how the 20th goes. And we tried the Tradex and, and we knew the Tradex was a lot more work for us. It's just a lot more work. We had been doing this sort of cookie cutter thing for years at the Quality Inn. And so we thought, crap, do we add more to our plate? And it, it was such a huge success. Um, although the production cost us a little bit more to put on, we made so much more. So, Just because of the extra bodies and the extra ticket sales. No, you know, I think it's everything. It's the more bodies in the room. They're more generous. They spend more money. Um, we play games. So we were able to sell more tickets for the games mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it just. And more awareness. I think too, people are, someone had made a comment, comment to me a while ago and just had said, you know, um, oh, I've got to get tickets to the gala. Apparently it's the place to, to go to. And yeah. I was like, oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> um, but I think we that, want to run from it, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's more space at the, at the Tradex as well. Right. So I, I think people feel they can mingle more and engage more and we can yeah. have the, the dance party one in and people can still sit and hang out with their friends. So well, you, you know what it was like. I mean, people were suction to each other at the, at the quality. <laughs> and I was just like, we tried to shove as many people possible into I, the room. When, when you started that sentence, I went, Oh God, what story is she going to tell? No, no, no. Please don't do that. I have many, Andrew. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it is a way, well, you're, we're in like a friggin' airport hangar or whatever it is. So the, the ceilings are higher. The space is way bigger. Um, you can, what I have experienced, I think it's two years in a row we've been there now, right? Yeah. This will be so third. it does feel like you can have something going on in one area, whether it be the dancing or whatever. And then there can be an entirely different thing going on somewhere else. And you're not, you're not on each other's toes. So I can see how it provides opportunity for sure. And did, were you curious about what everyone said to me? They were so curious how we could transform the Tradex to make it look glamorous and uh, we yeah, were able to do it. I, I was, uh, I was impressed. Like I, yeah, it's just, it is amazing year after year. I got to say from a, from a bystander perspective, no matter the venue we've been in, the effort and then the result of the decorating and, and what goes into the theme and and how, what's so funny, Our Jess? Our poor husbands. Oh, well, yeah, we'll get to the families. We're, Jess is laughing here as I'm talking. So. And she's, yeah, you're, we'll talk about your families because I know it's a complete family sacrifice. But yeah, the, the, the end result of what you guys do just blows my mind. And then at the Tradex, because it's such a big space, it was unreal how you still brought intimacy into into the room. And I think it was even better last year than like you started two years ago. And last year I think was even better. And I'm sure it'll continue to improve as well. You just have to learn each time, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that was a new space we were working with. And yeah. they had done it actually years and years ago at the Tradex. I was told with no that, heat, actually. With no, with no heat. heat. Back then they had a heating uh, HVAC problem. So the heat was, apparently people were freezing. Huh. Mm-hmm. And they, the decor was more difficult. And yeah, so... So you do the gala. We have, let's, we'll say under 600 people there, but we have probably capacity. You have capacity for more. Oh, thousands. Right? Yeah. We kind of so, in our own head set our limit for the year. 
And so we do actually tell people like at a specific time, no. And I think we're willing to go up like 20 each year, 25, right? Just because we, we want to make sure we don't sacrifice our quality mm-hmm. for numbers. Yeah. Has food service become a different challenge for the, <laughs> for the event because of the venue? I don't know, Andrew, when <laughs> the caterers have the wrong date on the first year. Okay. You want to talk about tears? Let's, let's talk <laughs> yeah, about Jessica. Talk let's talk about Jessica crying at an event because there was the wrong date booked. That's probably the worst, the worst. And I think from, you know, you, you can look at it and I was mad at myself because I didn't check the date. So we originally had one date and it went back and forth. And unfortunately we were responding to, you know, how you respond to emails and and the same messages at the top. So contract comes through and in fairness, you know, we're a committee, we drink wine and we, and and so we're all... (laughs) Why did you add the wine in when we're talking about looking because at contracts? She was, because she's trying to say nicely that she was drunk when she was organizing. So I said, can everybody have a look at it? Everybody has a look at it. But none of us looked at the date, right? Because sure. yeah. we just, I went back and forth with the caterers. Saying, but in the hey, email the transitions, it had said the clear date. Jessica had it, yeah, just the contract specifically didn't Yeah, change. the contract specifically. And sure. the company was going off that. So I think it was like the two days, well, I was set, we were setting up the gala and she had called me and she's like, it's next week. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what do you mean it's next week? She goes, the gal, I'm like, no, 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 no. It's Saturday. And I literally walked from one end to the trade X the other. And I literally looked at the airplanes and I was like, I, I, I'm just going to get on one. I'm, I'm literally, gonna I'm going to get on one. Cause this is going through your head. Like the stuff is like, there's 600 people coming. This is Thursday, yeah. Wednesday. What Thursday. is this? Thursday. This is two days before. Andrew, I was in my office and she called and I answered my phone on speakerphone that my, my secretary said that Jessica's on line one and I put her on speakerphone because I was typing and uh, my whole office thought somebody had died because she, she was like <laughs> trying to tell me she couldn't breathe. She couldn't talk. She's like, Brittany, oh, I, I can't. And everyone was like, I somebody's died. Like it was scenario. the worst. It was. Yeah. She's like, picture the worst case scenario. I'm like, somebody's died. And she's like, worse than that. <laughs> like, okay. Literally. Cause you're, you go into kind of survival mode. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know? And, and you think, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure. I, I can't believe I missed that. And you're so mad at yourself. And then everyone kind of rallies together. And then it literally was like Tracy from Tracy cakes. Like, well, I, I can make food. I can do that. And I think one of the sweetest things that came out of it mm-hmm. is how many guests and sponsors and all you We're guys, Ryan Biela from He's Tutel like, do Shop. I bring barbecues out? That would have been the most burgers. epic. That would have been incredible. Right? Yeah. So it was quite sweet in that sense that, yeah. you know, from something so crazy. Did they pull it off? They pulled it off. Totally. Within reason. I mean, Sure. You know, they yeah. did their best. They did the they best with what yeah. they could. Yeah. But the funny, ironic thing is, is come the next year, somebody had the wrong date, and then our decor person had the wrong date. Like emails came through, like, and no, Jerry's no. like, "Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> is this a joke?" And oh no, it was actually the catering had said the wrong date, and we we're were like, like, "Not even funny with us." Not yeah. even funny. <laughs> so it happens, but it, it just goes to show you how quickly something can happen. Can oh yeah, it's a really huge fast. event with so many details. And I do feel that we get a little bit of sympathy slash forgiveness because people understand that this is not a. None of us are getting paid for this. None b. We all have full careers that we're doing this on the side of our desk. So I mean, if we were paid staff that missed something like that, we can understand. But <laughs> totally, <laughs> shoot, you're fired. We're, we're fired. fired. <laughs> we ask always to be fired. We're like Jerry, can you fire us, please? Yeah, <laughs> Take I mean, us for lunch. <laughs> one of the things is, like you said, like not only do we still in committee and it's we're not paid, um, we all all of our business also sponsor. And on top of that, we actually buy our own tickets to go to the event. There's nothing free. 
for us. That's fine. Like we don't get yeah. any perks. I mean, no, no perks at all, <laughs> except wine. No sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's three Switch times, Jess. Yeah. You've talked about wine three times. What <laughs> gets us through? We're ten minutes in, and it's three mentions. Um, okay, so we're uh, we're gonna. I got like uh, uh, I got so many things I want to talk about, and so we're gonna get to all of them. But I just wanted to first just nail down a few more numbers. Um, so this event happens. We got X amount of people. We got the ability to grow approximately how much money comes in as a result just of the event and then how much money in total are we like at three million now or what, are, what are, we're over just three just three slightly million. over three yeah. yeah so total over three million mm-hmm. through 20 years so just to give you some numbers and as far as money when we first started it back when tammy and um jerry first started it they used to direct their money to bc cancer foundation yes but the problem was is that when they directed their money they couldn't BC Cancer couldn't guarantee where the money was going if it was staying in our community. Yeah, it'll so, go everywhere. As Tanya likes to say, at a specific day, they got their big girl panties on and were like, okay, you know what? We need to start our own foundation so we can direct where our money goes and we can buy and um, funnel the funds to areas that matter in our valley, right? The Fraser Valley. That's totally. where we wanted the money to go. That's yeah. where it was coming in. That's where we wanted to stay. And so um, from that date on is where we've raised $3 million. So we basically, to the Abbotsford Regional um, Cancer Foundation and the Fraser Valley um, Healthcare Foundation, we mm-hmm. have been able to funnel the money. And I have to say, they've been phenomenal too, because one of the things that we say is every dollar you give us goes back to the cause, 100%. We don't have admin costs. We don't have um, staff. staff. The ticket cost that you pay to come to the gala covers putting on the event. So if you give uh, buy a game for $100, that $100 goes to the cause. Mm-hmm. So we're not now, like at this point, we are actually saying to you, um, you know, 100% of our proceeds. But usually when you give money to any foundation, yeah. they then take another 10%. So we were like, uh-uh. Jerry's like, no, actually, we're going to pay that invoice direct. Like, we're going to buy that $700,000 mammogram machine and we're not getting, you're not taking 70 grand commission off of us. So, um, you know, they were willing to work with us because they understood that if we're doing this for free, so are you, essentially. Okay. So... Th- that's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's a, a very good thing don't. that you just rambled there and I, you know, yes. I almost missed it. They're also saying well, we're doing, yeah. sure, we're going to help make this happen and there's nobody getting paid for anything nobody. in the entire process. And so nobody. there's been machine, significant machines purchased. Digital mammography machine. There's been ultrasound machine. There's been Neoprobe. The biggest thing this year, last year to this year was the tissue processing machine. And we were fortunate enough, they actually took us on a tour to see how that works. And they actually took us into the lab to show us, it was, you know, very graphic, mm-hmm. um, but it was just amazing to see, you know, from when they take um, biopsy and what they do with the tissue and how that goes through these machines and mm-hmm. then the slides it goes through, like, it's, it's crazy when you see this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, fortunately enough, and that is the one piece of equipment that we've bought that it actually affects all cancers. Yes. So it's not just breast. They, they, they were backlogged. And so one of our things in, in the clinic, we, we basically say that you get your information within 21 days, but some of the things in the hospital were holding it up and yeah. that was one of them. I mean, they have to, the detail, what they go through with this from the taking the biopsy to processing it to. Uh, I mean, we, we, they walked us through the whole thing and where these, yeah. they're in the telescopes and looking at all the types of cancer and the pathologist comes and declares what stage it's at. And the machines are unbelievable. And this machine particularly, it's, it goes in overnight. So they turn it on overnight and it processes. So it's, it makes it into like your slide, your tissue into sure. a wax. Yeah. Um, so then they can. And then they slightly like slice it layer. It's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal process. 
So they are so servicing other cancers with that as well right now? Well, there's now. three tissue machines and they, they were breaking down and there was a backlog of them. So um, with us purchasing this, we've not only helped the results of breast cancer come quicker, we've other cancers get to benefit from it as well. That's amazing. As, what I understand to be true is that the the what we have here in Abbotsford, our clinic, is like the place or if not, well, is it the place in the province? There is one in Surrey that has similar, um, similar, I guess, styles. Uh, sure. We are definitely the ones that we have the self-referral. You don't have to go to your doctor. You don't have to call, you know, so I've, I've had scares before. I've had a lumpectomy. I've had the same, the whole thing. And it is the worst feeling is the waiting. Mm. And to yeah. take that process out for women is huge. Men and women. Um, it, you basically don't have to go to your doctor. I mean, how have you called your doctor? Cause sometimes it can take weeks to get in there. So you find a lump and then you're now waiting two, three weeks to get to your doctor. Then from your doctor, they go, Hey, we have the referral to the specialist. And you know, it goes yeah. on and on and on. And it can be months before you actually get an answer. And if the answer is nothing, you just, you want to hear that answer. And totally. if it's, if it's not, you think I've just wasted two months not getting treatment. Mm -hmm. So this clinic is basically self-referral. It, it takes you from the beginning. And if you get, the unfortunate diagnosis that you do have breast cancer, then they now are like a nurse navigator. They walk you through everything. They help you with your appointments. Um, you know, that news is pretty scary and, and it's traumatic. And so they have a billion questions. And so they're all there to encompass all your questions, answer everything for you. And yeah, it's, it's quite amazing. So if you self-refer or, I mean, you know, whatever, you end up there, whether you self-refer or not, and then you get a, uh, I don't know. Is it called a positive or negative diagnosis when you have cancer? Positive. It's, you get a positive diagnosis. Are you then immediately connected with an oncologist or what, how, do, how does that go from there? So one of the things that we've as well been passionate about fighting for is that you, you typically had to declare whether or not you were getting a mastectomy. So if you want to basically a full mastectomy, um, because then you'd have to and then be referred to oncologists and surgeons outside of our region mm. because we did not do that reconstructive. So... Oh, actually, you could get the mastectomy, but you can get the reconstructive after in Abbotsford. Now we have an amazing surgeon, um, uh, reconstructive surgery, who's basically boring, stealing surgery time so we can actually get that in our local hospital. But it, they, they, the clinic deals with the oncologist. They deal with the mammograms. They deal with all the appointments. There's often, um, after the surgery, there's uh, wound care that they deal with for you. So they basically get you to all your places you need to be and then bring you back. So it's, it's your home while you go through your treatment. And if you do self-refer, um, if there is something, you know, if you get a positive, you'll have those results within 21 days. They, they have a very quick turnaround. Even that. though they're handling load from other cancers and other needs, they're still able to turn it around in 21 well, days. Well, the clinic is specifically for breast cancer. And so they'll deal with that stuff first kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. That was some of the high level. Uh, the high, so then outside of the gala that happens once every fall, there's other events that you guys do i know there's like a pub night or what do you what do you call that thing well we you know what we over the years we've just sort of taken any opportunity that we can and yeah. and work with them so if someone comes to us and say hey we want to do a fundraiser we'll either help them with it or go and support them we also try to support other foundations within the community too um it's just all dependent on who comes up with initiatives clearbrook yeah. ironworks has been amazing they do their own thing every year and they've raised what over three hundred thousand now for us so they basically oh, yeah. match the funds that their staff do. And this again came about with one of their staff, unfortunately had a, a positive diagnosis. And mm. so in, in the, in wrapping their arms around her, they've made us their charity of choice. And do that's the, amazing. Their, it is. It's just amazing seeing all these other people going, okay, you know what? Thank you for doing this. And we're going to do it too. And it's heartwarming. And every year. Okay. So they do a golf tournament. 
Claybrook Island. Well, last year they did a party because it was their 25th anniversary. Yeah, they yeah. did a big okay. party. And then all of the proceeds from that go to the, and like these are big and numbers. And the unders actually match their staff. So if their staff make 30,000, they'll give a check for 30,000. And then we talk in 60 grand in total uh, or, mm-hmm. or it's okay. been, I think it's even been, has it been more than oh, that? Oh yeah, I think 79 mm-hmm. last yeah. year, right? Yeah. And they've been doing that for how many years? Four, six, five, five, six. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So then Jerry would know that off the top of her head. Yeah, she should yeah. be here. <laughs> Where is mom? That's yeah, a, that's mom what do you do? That's the answer. That's a great question. Uh, so then what are some of the, give us an idea of some of the other things that get done. The, the, the smaller things, I know they're not as big and sexy as a gala, but there's other stuff that goes on. Well, JRD, SNL, yeah. Town hall. Like the fundraiser for that? The pub night. They yeah, the pub, pub night. So they, so. Um, Joseph Richard Group, right? Yeah, yeah Joseph Richard Group. Yeah. They pick a charity and then they do a, a pub night for, for that charity. Mm-hmm. And the last couple of years they've chosen us. Um, and that's be been at town charity. hall then, right? Mm-hmm. That's been yeah. one of the, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, 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 that's a like cool event. Seven grand they make for yeah. us in one night. Like it's great. Yeah. yeah. There's raffle 50, 50, you pay a certain amount, you get a beer and a, mm-hmm. and a burger or whatever. And Julie like Charles, that. who she's, you know, kudos to her because she takes that on every year. And, and it's, it's a, just it's, after the gala. It's just so after we're the gala. And we're like, she we don't want, it. no, not another event, no. but she, she, she works with them and she sets it up and she does silent. And so she's, you know, trailblazer for that one for sure. But yeah, it's right after the gala. So it is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Cause that happens kind of still before Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so to be totally that- truthful after the gala, we don't want to hear the word gala until the no. new year. We're just done. <laughs> we're done. So done. Yeah. Our kids need us back. Our family needs us back. We're just done. So. Okay. You just segued. We're going to talk about family then. <laughs> okay. So here's. I show up at the gala every year and I see you two ladies at some time, probably around like 6.15 or whatever. And more often than not, you look like you might be on the, well, not more often than not. Sometimes you look like you're on the verge of a meltdown. <laughs> like some, when the wheel didn't work this year? Yeah, some, I know. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you don't. Uh, and I know for the seven days leading up to that event, and not just the seven days, but the seven days leading up to the event, you've alluded to this already. Your husbands are building things to make this, this, you know, fantasy world that we've created, like the themes, (laughs) let's just go over, hold on. Let's just go over some of the themes. So you've done some, uh, you did disco last year. You've done, did you? Vintage aviation the year before. Vintage aviation. You did a Canadian themed Mm -hmm. one the year before that. You've done some kind of like Prohibition, Tuscany, yeah, Prohibition, Prohibition, Tuscany, and something Asian. I think we yeah, did too. Dragon, Saffron, Taming the Dragon, yeah. Saffron. Saffron. Yeah. And so you That's transform this place into what feels like another country mm-hmm. at times. And there's workers behind this who are basically your families and closest friends, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> so talk. <laughs> we so, actually lose friends around the gala, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So too. the sacrifice is unbelievable. But let's just let's first talk about the boys. Let's talk about the husbands, then we'll get to the kids and all that kind of stuff. What are these guys like these guys are giving away incredible amounts of their time? Yes. Tell me, tell me about that. Well, some years are better than others. <laughs> um, I, I think Brittany's been on the other end of me calling, going, I think he's gonna divorce me. <laughs> He's so mad and he's building it. She's like, but is he still building it? Yes, he's still <laughs> building it. I we, can, <laughs> building it. <laughs> we can deal with the do divorce. I need to just, talk to him? <laughs> just make sure he builds it. No. So they do. And you know, we've I think, had our kids like at like five years old painting stuff. We're oh, like, for sure. Just, just roll it. Just roll it. Roll it with the roller. You're yeah. good. <laughs> but the husbands, I think last year was well, we had a Daryl token husband this yeah. year. Came, we had a, we had and a token he loved husband. it. He's like, this is the best. And the guys are like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> it was his first year. We're is like, it, you give it a few and you'll yeah. you'll realize then. But they do like, I mean, last year they came and the structure had to be moved and everyone's like, okay, grab an end. Jody Carson from our hit group gets guys to come and help. 
But yeah, our husband. And guys that come to the event too, like Dave Elger was yeah. there and he like, he, then the he's next, moving stuff for he's us. He's like, Jesus, I wondered how you got all this stuff done. <laughs> like, yeah. It's amazing. It is. Yeah. And we literally, I know like, so on the committee, our entire committee, so Jessica and I have done the decor for years before Sandy Ellis worked with me and then. When Sandy um, got smart and quit, no, just kidding. When Sandy <laughs> left, just because she became a grandma and she, you know, I'm Jessica Sandy. said, I said, like, I need a partner in the in the decor. Was that the excuse she used that she became yes, a grandma? Yes, exactly. We'll let her go with that excuse, one. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but so I said, we, you know, I need, I need, I need help with the decor. It's a big job, right? Yeah, and totally. actually the very first year I started on the committee, uh, I always bug Jerry because that's the one time she took a six months leave of absence and Jerry was supposed to be on decor with me and then she quit. <laughs> <laughs> I always bugger with them. Like, you left me high and dry. So here I was, this young girl being told, like, you have to do the decor. And I thought, oh, good Lord. So every year, and I'm a perfectionist, and hey, so is Jessica. Hang on, hang on. Time, time out, time yes. out. You're not skipping over this. When you have to do the decor, does this mean you're coming up with like, the entire... Yeah, yeah. The theme. Like, you are dreaming the, up the I'm idea. dreaming everything. And so when you want to transform the place... You're literally thinking of every corner of the room going, we yep. can do this. We can do that. I yes. can do this. The stuff that comes yes. out of our mouth sometimes is like Oh, I think honestly the rest of the committee wants to beat us yeah. like many times. We're like, so, possible. we're like, we're going we to do this. <laughs> we're going to do this. And they're like, what? You <laughs> can't hang And Jerry's like, budget, Brittany, budget. I'm like, oh. And our husbands yeah. will be like, okay, we need this built. And they're like, not possible. We're like, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. They're like, how? We're like, well, okay. we'll figure it okay. out. <laughs> Last year, you remember the DJ booth, right? The DJ booth? Yes. Literally like. A week or two before the gala, I was flipping through um, Studio 54 images. I'm like, we could build that. We could totally build that. And then Brittany, I'm like, I sent a text to Jay and Matt. I'm like, can you guys build this? And they're and like, Brittany's no. like, I sent this. I was like, oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> so that's the sort of stuff. Was I'm that like, the totally... thing in the middle? Like when we walked With in last year? Well, yeah. and then you had the girls roller, bla- or roller yep. skating. We yeah. sure that, did. That, that was like, I felt like I was back at, what was that roller skating hall? JJ's, uh, oh, JJ's, JJ's, JJ's. <laughs> it was, that's like Ella eighties yeah. or whatever, yeah, um, totally. but it, it felt like, it felt like that. Yeah. 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 It was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, we just basically, um, and in all fairness, so, uh, Sandy Godfrey, she has been with us for years and she used to own art of the party and then sold that. And now is just independent, but she is a amazing, amazing genius when it comes to decor. And she knows all the rental companies in Vancouver. Yeah. She knows everything. So she has been, we, she, we've always been like, come on the committee. She's been our token gal. Like what she charges, she does big, big events, like in Europe, mm, million, in like, dollar Ver- million dollar oh, okay. budgets decor. So here we are with our little, uh, we don't actually have a budget, but what she loves about us is that a, she goes, you're not ladies at lunch. We work. She said, she's so sick of seeing these like people in Vancouver that say, we want to do a charity and come do it for free, but then they don't actually work. Mm-hmm. So she appreciates that for us. So she then gives all her time for us pro bono. Like she's just amazing. And she trusts right. us. Like it's, yeah. it's taken her well, she, two years, yeah. but, but she also she appreciates the detail now. like that we have, cause we both have very detailed minds. So I don't want all of a sudden like a pink menu when we have, um, you know, like I'm, I'm a bit of a control freak i don't know Jessica. no not at all um We're i just gonna, like we'll, i like we'll all the details to pull together right and you don't even know why you think it's so complete but it is and because we've been we're detail-oriented we go through every the program everything matches the theme of that event right so uh, yeah i know i think sometimes people are like really really does that need to happen i'm like it does no, <laughs> and we get that question sometimes some, they're like really do we have to go there and we're like yeah, yeah kind of difference but it it makes it's what adds to the aura of the event. Cause I mean, I've been to a lot of events and the thing is, is when, when we go to the gala each year, like in, I know that I'm going to be shocked by something. 
Like well, I know totally something, right. I'm just going to go, holy shit. How did they, how did they build that? <laughs> how did Matt build that? Because yeah, you, know, you know we built <laughs> So it, it's It's phenomenal. not without them cursing us, Andrew, yeah. but they built it. Yeah. But they actually, honestly, in all fairness, thank God we have handy husbands. Yes. Like, and willing husbands. With Jay's both his parents died of cancer, so he, as much as he hates it, the night of, he's a baby, he's crying his eyes out because it yeah. meant something to him too. So I think that, I think that, yeah. So is a prerequisite, if someone wants to be on the committee. No, their husband does not have to be a builder. It's I, handy though. Oh, what I was going to say is <laughs> your husband has to be a real man. Yes. Is, is that yes. what it is? Well, and Whatever all the husbands means, come out. Like, I'll get torn apart for saying that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 Like Jesse Curtis, I mean, Tanya's not on decor, but he gets pulled in because he's a builder, right? We're like, hey, hey, dude, we know you know how to build that. So sorry, you're coming out to this building party. So I think... I think, and all of them show up. Like Doug Charles, I mean, the guy yeah. is amazing and yeah. he's out there going, okay, what do you want? What do, what do I do? They all, they, yeah. They all, all roll the husbands up. come, all of them. At set up, tear down. And honestly, like we had to be out by noon on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, so, that sucked. So we hustle. So the nice thing about Tradex is that we, we can keep it up and then come the next day. Yeah, we used to have um, to be out the And then of. we hustle. Like our kids are in there. Like we're, we're talking, our kids roll up the next day, pulling off tablecloths, putting stuff and you know, kids who, my oldest is good at organizing. So I'll be like, okay, go put that in those boxes and make sure everything's in the right boxes. So yeah, it's, huh. and we're not feeling so good the next Yo, day. How many times you actually sent out a group text this, this one saying, hey, we have to be there by nine. Who's there? We're like, well, it's like squirrel silent. <laughs> like, no, seriously, crickets, we have to get out yeah. by noon. Head is pounding. Oh, yeah. wow. That's... But I mean, the guys all really get along as well, I think. They have a lot yeah, of Yeah, they're fun. all buddies, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they become buddies. So this be, you know, there's no one, even, you know, Dustin Cat. she's only been on the committee two years, yeah. but she's been on the committee, part of the committee longer in the back end of it. Um, and you know, he works for Conair. He's an engineer. So he pulls up and hangs out with the guys and it, it's just You fun. guys need a lift? We got them at Conair. It goes over and brings us a lift. We're like, yes, right? So, yeah. So- Okay, 15 years for Brett, 13 no, for we'll, Jess. You're 16, 16, I'm 13. 16, 13. So the guys are, you know, crazy involved leading up to. There's also commitments throughout the year, which we'll we'll get a little bit more into. But you both, and I think nearly everybody that I'm aware of on the committee, has what I would refer to as gala children. Mm-hmm. These kids have only ever lived a life where a significant portion of their family events and lives are circled around this cause, mm-hmm. right? I gave birth to Marisha on Friday and I was at the gala on Saturday. <laughs> That's a true story. Wow. I brought her to the gala. I had a babysitter in the hotel room and I'd go and breastfeed her while we were like setting up and stuff. I mean, I wasn't drinking and I wanted to get the hell out of there by like t- 10 or 11. But yeah, I, I went the next day because I was like new. I was new on the committee. I was so panicked that I wasn't doing my job and that these ladies thought I was like being a like lazy person. <laughs> But yeah, I literally Whoa. went to the gala the next day. The I next was six, day. what, six weeks, seven weeks pregnant. Didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, you were totally. All our kids were born I, to the one gala. of the gala. You just didn't know you were pregnant. Tanya's babies were born to the gala. All of them were. <laughs> That's amazing. And honestly, our kids have taken yeah. such ownership over the years. I mean, they, they're so proud of it. They're so yeah. proud of it. It's actually, and it's funny because um, they, they see this. My daughter said to me after the gala, she's like, you're right. I made this beautiful dinner like a week after the gala. And they came home from school and their lunches were made and everything. They're like, what? And Marcia looks at me. She goes, you're right, mom. When the gala's over, you do have the potential to be a good mom. Oh, <laughs> wow. Like, that's oh. amazing. I was laughing, but it's so true because they, so they sacrifice a lot. They, they do. They the do. month of October, yeah. our kids don't see us or, or they're building stuff or we're crazy or 
They do. Yeah. So my and hats go off to them, all of them, and every family, like all yeah. the women's. Yeah. yeah, all of them. Sophia said to me one day, she's like, "Don't worry, um, I know it's gala week because <laughs> you know you're going crazy and you're just you're, you're dropping the kids off and then you're going straight to a meeting and you're trying to work in between and you're doing late nights. We're on the phone till midnight, one o'clock in the morning, doing final details and because you know we like to leave things till last minute too." So, okay, tell me, tell me, we, we, we don't have to use specific names, but tell me, or well, you can't do whatever you want to do. Tell me a war story. There has to be. Oh, we've all oh, fought. The no, first no, no, no. year? I mean, Tara said to me last year, are you getting your period? I was like, are you kidding me right now? And she was right. <laughs> Which is the worst. Yeah. I hate when yeah. mom's yes. right. Grandma's right. I think the unique thing for us is it's, it's, it is a group of uh, 10 women. Is it 10 women now? Um, we're all, and people go, how do you guys do it? We're all a type personalities yeah. i think to some degree and yeah you know there's times you you might leave a me- meeting going oh I feel a de- bit deflated but other most of the times you leave and you're like okay yeah we can do this and this is awesome and we all work somehow to- <laughs> together to get it done and i think we've been just been together for so long that's become We're more family. of a family right we do, so you do each other yeah you do have those moments but it's almost like being part of a family we actually realized last year it was interesting because we started being, we mm-hmm. were so busy. We started doing lunch meetings at High Street, yeah. which was great and convenient. And we'd go there, but we kind of realized we were missing a bit of a connection. We realized that we do our best work around wine at a kitchen table. We do our best work there. You lost, you we, lost a we dynamic. Lost it. We did. Yeah. We did yeah. big time. And, and then really we realized we needed us. a loving, right? Yeah. We needed loving. Like, okay, this is why we're here. We're here because we, it all means something to us. We care. We need the tears with keep us going sometimes, right? It, yeah. So what did you, what have you gone back to then? So you did the lunch thing, but now you're, I guess. We had wine around a table last night, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? You guys all met last, last night? night? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, amazing. we have meetings at each other's homes. So we alternate whose house we go to and that sure. person cooks and people bring wine and we sit. And Tanya orders in. That's the best. Right, right. <laughs> okay. So, so we're at Amon's house last night and Amon's an amazing cook. And so we have. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I've heard so she's a good she's cook. Very good. Okay. I want to talk about food for a second. So you, Jess, I know you didn't want me to bring this, this up, but too bad. <laughs> you roll into my house today for this and you bring me a beautifully baked loaf of bread, which you just like do in your ample amounts of spare time that you apparently have, but you too are an unreal cook. And I don't know, like, is everybody involved in amazing cook? Cause you guys just Everybody love the kitchen. Are you wanting, you're wanting to ask to host a party of some of you? <laughs> I, want, I want to eat more of your food more often. Yes. But you want to eat Jessica's food. She's no. a, she's a phenomenal cook. But no, yeah, Brit, but, but you no, but Kate, stop with the, I'm not that amazing bullshit. Cause you, you guys both are incredible. <laughs> okay. In the but kitchen. the difference between Jessica and everyone else is I will say this, you go into Jessica's kitchen and she has like got her shit together. Sorry. I swore. She is absolutely <laughs> dialed. Everything's perfection. The rest of us are kind of chaotic. Like we can cook. Don't open we, my cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> we can cook and we can throw a good dinner party, but she's just like, she should. Oh, you, you too. Oh, whatever. Anyways. Oh. Okay, so where the same, in an effort to keep Jessica uncomfortable, we'll keep talking about this. Um, where does the so where does that come from? Did you did you like grow She's up German. and you started cooking when you were like <laughs> five, or how does this work? I grew up in a bakery. My uncle was a European pastry chef. Oh, then, so, oh, then there's that. <laughs> well, okay. you know it's funny because I go, any yeah. Long story short is that what people are doing now, and you know, having a bakery and a farm and growing your own food that that's what my grandparents were doing out of necessity really. And my uncle right. just happened to have a bakery that was the only gig in town all over the lower mainland. Like he'd drive to Vancouver, deliver cakes. And there's still no one that can make cakes like he could. Really? And he did I my wish- wedding cake. 
He's amazing. made most of my friends' yeah, wedding all cakes. Our friends' wedding cakes. It's amazing. Um, so I wish I would have paid more attention back then because back then I had to work. I had to go to the bakery and work all the time. I slept on the, you know, flour sacks when I was like, when I was young. Um, so it was just part of how I grew up. Now I wish I would have paid more attention. So I the recipes and to learn more because now it's what I love to do. You know, hindsight's 2020, but yeah. That's- so in your, in your, in this is for both of you, in your ideal What's your ideal cooking environment? Are you in the kitchen alone? Brittany's Are you kitchen. Well, Brittany's outdoor my, my kitchen. Outdoor kitchen is pretty, I actually did not cook a single meal. Oh yeah. You guys have a kitchen by your pool outside. Yeah, I, well, it was my first year having it and I'm not going to lie. Like I have a big industrial fridge out there and a big industrial stove. I have one in my upstairs kitchen too, but this thing was the bomb to be able to like cook breakfast out in the fresh air. I was like, it's like camping, but glam. glam. <laughs> it, was, it was so fun. And it's funny because my husband's like, do we really need a kitchen? He's like, this was the best decision it's we ever made. You it's know what? Is there room to like pitch a tent or park a trailer I was just in your back. Can I just come we have a pull house. Maybe we'll do yeah. that as a family trip yeah. this year. Because I, I don't want to go dirty camping, yeah. eating not great food. No, it I is do. beautiful. It's a lot of fun. Oh. And Britt, I mean, your parties, like she could throw the gala at her own backyard really into it. No, I just, I, I like to cook on Ukrainian. Um, so I, my big thing is I overcook. Like I love to, like, it's like, you know, you ever see that little lady, the little Ukrainian totally. having like one person for lunch and their whole dining room table is filled. So yeah. I always overcook. And then I'm like, here, take it home, take it home. But that was, I was raised at, my mom was, my mom's like literally sole purpose in life, I think was to feed people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, I remember this one particular story. I had, uh, I had some friends home from college and they, well, yeah, it was a break or whatever. And they come over for dinner. And I remember them looking at me at some point in time. I don't know if it was mid-dinner or after dinner. And they go, is this normal? <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, huh, what, what are you talking about? And, and they go, they go, two meats? And what it was is my mom had made like, I don't know what it was, a ham and steak. And oh, then yeah. all of the fixings that go with each thing. And of course, I'm just kind of like, yeah, just, you know, this is what mom just does this, like whatever. And these guys were just, their brains were exploding. They couldn't believe that this was just a regular Bracewell Sunday lunch or whatever it was. It well, was. that's what I've always wanted just have that house, right? Like that's why we built the yeah. pool. So my kids' friends can come and just open the fridge and grab what they want and always have access to food. It's that sort of, yep. you know, and we have a home office, right? So I feed my staff lunch every day. And so <gasps> oh, every day cool. I make a big, nice lunch for them, which actually is helpful because then it's, our leftovers for dinner because of kids sports. It's like, I've already made a nice meal. And so it's like, yeah, it's handy. Do they complain like kids? What? We're no. having spaghetti again? No, they're the best. They, I have the best team. I have the best employees. So yeah, no, they don't, they don't complain at all. They're just happy to get food. Right. So that's phenomenal. Yeah. How many people do you have there that you're feeding every day? Like five in the office, but we, we have obviously people in the field that don't ever come to our office. Right. So. Right. Do you have, do you, is there like certain people that like always find a reason to be at your office? Yeah, actually, it's, like it's funny because yeah, some of our guys in the field would be like, I just had to stop by. It's like, hey, it's lunchtime. Come on in. I had so, to deliver this box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. No. Yeah. When back in the day when we were younger, Jay had friends that were single and they'd always show up at dinner time. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, okay. Back to, I want to talk a little bit more about the kids. Mm-hmm. It, is there, or the kids in the whole family, there has to be scenarios that you guys deal with. I mean, I know it's amazing and we and you love what you do and you'd never trade it for anything. Oh. But. Oh, no, we oh, try to quit all the time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what is happening in the family dynamic? Like there's got to be, the kids got to look at you and sometimes be like, mom, this is crap. Like 
I don't want anything to do with this or never. No, not that. But they, they definitely know it's stressful and they definitely know there'll be fights. Like Jay and I fight all the time around Gala. Yeah. So the kids are all in. The kids never oh, want to quit. Are kids are like, no. when do we get, to, do I have to go to school? Can I come help set up? Like yeah. they are so they, excited. They would rather skip school. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Marcia came the Monday before the Gala with a pen and paper and said, okay, what can I do to help you this week? And had a list. Like she was ready. Yeah. She knows. They know. Like they know. They've, they didn't when they were little, I think a few times. And then Jay sends like the snarky little comments. And I'm like, really? Because you know, and, and I would say that for all the husbands, I think this is the probably one of the things they're most proud of us for doing, but they also. Yeah, it's interesting. I was yeah. like, I was saying uh, yesterday at the meeting, um, Matt's a chiropractor here in Abbotsford and, you know, he gets patients in who see him and mm-hmm. he'll often come home and be like, I had a patient come in and say, you know, thank you so much for supporting the gala and please tell your wife and the girls, you know, I've gone through the clinic or I've, I've seen what they've done. And wow. it's affected me. So it yeah, is such a community things. initiative. Yeah. Like, that is the one thing. There's nobody I don't, I mean, like you're a gala girl, essentially. Yeah. Yes. You're like <laughs> everyone involved in the gala that's either come or donated. It's, it's such a community outpour and such a big reach. And I feel like it's not, it's not the 10 women on the committee. It's, it's the, it's the city of Abbotsford community that yeah. has made this happen. And our sponsors, like we've yeah. had sponsors like yourself in 10 years, we've had sponsors from the beginning. And I remember when I first asked you to be a sponsor and you're like, why would you pick me? I remember the conversation. Yeah. I actually remember being in the garden when I was talking to you yeah. and you're like, I, I'm a guy, I'm not a girl. And I remember saying to you, it's because I trust you. And I know that you'd have the best interest in heart for the people that you'd be working with and be surrounded by. And cause at that point, you know, I, you had dealt with a few people through real estate and had nothing, had nothing but good things to say about you. Um, so that was that reason for me. And I think people have started to, or do trust us and believe in us and support us. Jerry just got a call yesterday from a long-term, well, from a, our presenting sponsor last year. And they basically were like, so, like tell me, how'd you, like, how do you have, mm-hmm. how do you attribute your success? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that the key thing is, is that people trust us because they know none of us are pocketing the money. We're all putting our own money out there. We're putting our, ourselves and our businesses and our families behind the name. And I think, I think there's some sympathy. They feel sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, we, we have the support of the community because it's the community that's doing this. It is. Yeah. I, I just want to go back to that conversation between you and I 10 years ago. Um, Cause I'll never forget it. And you had to talk me into getting involved. In fact, my first answer I think was no. And then we talked again, or I said, I think I'm feeling no. And then you said, well, how about this? And the reason was, is cause and this actually leads into something else I wanted to ask you guys. So to be a sponsor means of anything means that, you know, you're cutting a check in exchange for something, right? Like there's a, there's an exchange of goods going on here. It's not just a, here's my money and I'm walking away and there's no strings attached. Um, there are strings in the sense that, you know, you're going to give, you know, whatever you're going to mention the name, you're going to be in the program, you're going to be promoted, blah, blah, blah. And to that point in my life, I didn't feel worthy because I'd never had cancer touch anything in my life to that point. And I was afraid that the perception would be that somebody, Andrew's doing this for a business gain and he's not personally involved. Now, fast forward years later, cancer took my mom's life, uh, you know, almost three years ago. So now my, my, you know, my, my own cause, the way I, this touches me is completely different than it. But back then... I didn't feel, I didn't feel worthy and you talked me into it and I'm, I'm so thankful that you did, but I can imagine that I think a lot of business owners have this conversation in their head. We, you get told, well, you got to give back to the community. 
you got to do this, you got to do that. And that's all good and fine, but you want to do it in an authentic way and not just come across as somebody who's just trying to get more sales or get more revenue. And so um, I, I don't know, I don't have a conclusion to that story other than to say that I think that's a real conversation in a lot of business owners' minds about who and how to support. It's actually funny you say that because um, Justin and I both belong to the Abbotsford Business Executive, and that's one of the things we, as businesses, talk about a lot. Like, how do you pick your charity? How do you pick where you yeah. give? And I think it's it's true. It needs to be authentic. It needs to come from a place. Um, obviously, we all say yes to certain things that you're like, okay, you know what? It's like this, sure. that. But it is it does mean so much more when it comes from a place of um, your heart and where where you want to see the success. Yeah, I think it also goes back to the fact that you know, the hospital, they give us a list of the equipment that needs to be purchased or that they need. And your money actually goes to that piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really tangible for a lot of people. Yeah. I'll say from a, um, you know, on the topic of, you know, to who, someone asked the question, why, how, what do you attribute your success to, right? Is that what you mm-hmm. said? Somebody said that. I would say that one thing I would add to that conversation is you know, someone who is sponsoring the event is probably in, involved in some type of company where there's like a level of hierarchy and operations and systems and whatever. And there is in all organizations, there's a level of inefficiency, right? Like you just, whatever, you can't avoid it at all times. You try to avoid as much as you can, but you can't avoid it all. But the level of efficiency that's in your organization is for the size of it, I think is just, it's mind blowing. Oh. And so- <laughs> Andrew, we always think we're messing up. So no, it's, good to hear. it's, it's phenomenal. When you think about what you guys do, so you, you don't have, and maybe this is why you, you know, you don't have the CEO and the different levels of management. And, well, we and, have the godfather. That's Jerry. You have, right. You got Jerry. We don't maybe, piss her off. Maybe you're a dictatorship. Yeah. No, yeah. Maybe that's no, what it no, is. No, no. Jerry's so great no. at letting us do our own uh, thing. But, She's so great. So, you know, to finish the thought, what you guys accomplished what you accomplish with the resources you have and the people you have and the fact that you're doing this in your spare time and no one's getting paid. Um, there's a lot of organizations that function in the way you do and still manage to give all the funds to whatever they're supporting that don't function with your efficiency. So you are a group of highly skilled humans who are driven and that's attractive to, to me. Like when I'm around you, I go like, I want to be involved with that. I think that's life giving. It's energetic. And I want to put my name to that. So I think if I can give one opinion, I would say that's one of the reasons why, why you're so successful. We actually were laughing because on our 10 year anniversary, uh, Gordon Holloway and Rudy Paxian from KPMG, Rudy's no longer with her, but um, they referred to us as pitbulls. You just don't say (laughs) no to a pitbull. So they they said, yes, exactly. They're like, you know, when a gala girl comes up and asks you for something, you just say yes. Cause it's like saying no to a pitbull. So we're laughing. That's, that's how we've, cause I think, cause we do beg, borrow and steal for a lot of stuff. Sure. Like we really do. We ask the community for a lot. We're like, Hey, and we're doers. We've got an airplane we can put in the hangar. (laughs) We ask for a lot. And we're doers. I think people roll up and come to the setup and they're like, Oh, like you guys are actually working, working. Like this is no joke. And I think we've had a few people that have joined the gala and just, they couldn't put the time commitment in because it is a big. And and honestly, we're like, you guys are crazy and I'm out. Fair enough. And that's fair. (laughs) That's totally fair. Completely. It's not for everyone. No way. Nope. 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 So (laughs) what, what has been some lessons you've, you've grown dramatically and I imagine relationships with sponsors and how you've managed that changes from the time that you're, you know, a small little thing in 2002 to what you are today. 
What are is there well, any like it hasn't it hasn't but we've had like like KPMG's RDM they've been on from the beginning the news they've been on from the beginning twenty one years really without yeah. ever saying no yeah like big and, and honestly I think about usually when a sponsor comes on and and unless they're you know restructuring some stay on mm-hmm. we actually have a lot of sponsors I mean it almost looks like Lola Soup but they're on there not again for the corporate recognition more for the the buy in right the the buy in of what we do and and. and- for us, you know, I don't think there's a meeting that goes by that we don't talk about our sponsors and are we serving them the right way? Are we giving them enough recognition? What can we do better? Um, so that's always in the back of our minds as well, because we know we, we wouldn't be here without them. Well, and they all can call us and they do call us and say, hey, I didn't like yeah. this or I should do this. And it's like, great. Awesome. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Right. Totally. We appreciate it. That's why we do the sponsor recognition thing sort of in April, May-ish every year so that they can come and say, okay, this is what we think. And, you know, they give us ideas of themes and mm. what they want. So. Yeah. Um, is there any, anybody that you've lost in this process to breast cancer who was a part of the organization? Do we have, is there any of those stories? There's breast cancer survivors. survivors. Yes. Which I was, that was gonna be my next question, yes. but it, it, so both of those, Struggling. can we talk about both those? Um, yeah, Carolyn Dickinson um, is a survivor, and she's doing fantastic from what I understand right now. She's a lovely lady, and she was the originally hunting to duty free, and now Abbotsford duty free. And her son Paul and um, his wife Steph have continued on their support over the years. Carolyn was on the committee for ten years at least, mm-hmm. and she was a cancer survivor, breast cancer. Mm. And um, and Kathleen Rake, and Kathleen Rake has uh, recently just gone through her last bout of of um, treatments, and it seems to be doing well from what I understand. But she really struggled, like she was. Um, you know, struggling with the chemo and the radiation and um, Kathleen was on the committee for four years. And I think, again, it was too much with her treatments and everything, but yeah. And then we've all been touched by it yeah. um, personally and have had uh, family. What's, what's next? Give us a teaser. What's happening now? Uh, what's happening this year? We just figured it out last. You I did? Tell you. <gasps> we can yeah, break the story you. right we here. Break the story. <laughs> I know we can't, we don't have a name yet though. So we've got to wait. But for you have name. a theme designed or we like you have, have a thought, you have an idea. And just so you know, it's very strategic that we try to switch it up from the year before. So for the last two years, we actually did a little bit more mute colors and stuff. So you expect to see a little bit more color and fun. And mm. Mm. we also like Britt and I, when we're doing the, the theme, for next year, once we start getting into it and looking at things and re- resourcing products and items and whatnot, we start thinking about the next year and we're like, we should have done this thing because it would have been way easier because we find all these items and, and props and whatnot. So yeah, we um, kind of last year, we thought about this one a little bit. It's changed from the original idea, but. And we, so as a committee, we kind of narrowed it down to three ideas and mm-hmm. then we go to Sandy, who we know is our sorcerer and supplier and Right, say, she's like, the design. Yeah. Or like she's the one the idea guru. that we all loved. Right. I can actually, can I share that one? The one, no, no, because we might do it. But the one idea that, <laughs> that we did all love, but it was You have like, to give me something. Yeah. Give me a well, nugget. Well, that one involved like a lot of entertainment. So okay. it was, she's just like, loved the idea, thought it was great, but she's like, it's going to cost you five times your budget. And I'm like, okay, uh, good stuff. Okay. Because right? what we want to do, we, we, we don't want to just go half We don't have half us. We want to go. Really? I didn't get that impression from you. I thought you just kind of want to do it mediocre. And in, in that, you know, it's, yeah, we, I think the word, I think Britt and I, the first year we did Tradex, we did, it was like witching hour, like, oh. was it the day of the gala or the day before? 
And then we had a full blown out fight right in the middle. The of two, the two oh, of yeah. you. Totally. Oh yeah, that's the thing. And it's about a picture frame being hung, and yeah. Britney's. I'm trying to calm her I down, was being and da da da. And then I was, and then who, just, if it <laughs> came to blows, like how would this go down? Who would hit first? We who would win. We would never. I no. have the <laughs> utmost respect for all, everyone on the committee. Like yeah. we all get at our wits end. Like we just do. And then honestly, you know, I I know everyone. I am the one that's a little bit like anal, and I don't let things go when they're like. For the love, Brittany, just let it go. I'm like, I, I can't. I kind of mediate sometimes yeah. in between her and <laughs> Brittany, do you really need that? I'm like, I really need it. I really need it. So um, I think that sometimes we just get at our wit's end, but there's never a point where we don't love each other. And there's never a point where I don't absolutely respect everyone on the committee and what they do and their brilliance and their talent. So it's just at that time, we're not necessarily seeing eye to eye. <laughs> no, no sleep, no sleep. I don't sleep the week before the gala, like at all, literally. I think one year I actually went like, we don't have three days sleep. without sleep. No, we don't yeah. sleep. Just because your brain doesn't turn no. off. And then we're always, I'm always jealous when I see people walking, looking so fabulous. I'm like, I think I had 10 <laughs> minutes to get ready. That's awesome. Your wife's a perfect example. She looks phenomenal. I'm like, oh crap. Did I even have a dress? <laughs> <laughs> There's Brit. She's yeah, naked yeah. over on this. <laughs> and every year we're just like, oh, the week of the gala, we're like, what are we wearing? Like, you'd think we'd have that stuff sorted out, but we never do. We don't. No. Not very glamorous, really, when it well, we I think there's down. a lot of people who'd beg to differ, but whatever. I won't fight you on that. Well, I think it's, well, you know, yeah, we, we're like a family and there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that, you know, a lot of people will never see. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, we. Plus on the Thursday before the gala and champagne yeah. lacing, Robin sort us out. <laughs> yeah, totally. So what's the, what's the rollout plan? So we have the October theme picked and how does this work? What, what's your game plan for telling people? Okay. And- we usually try to be respectful of the other galas. So the connect uh, place, the hospice, yes. we just try to not go out with ticket sales till sort of the major galas are done. And they thankfully are typically done in. Yeah. Spring. They happen like now, right? So, Aren't yeah, they happening? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we usually typically roll out April and then, um, and then start ticket sales. We used to like be worried about ticket sales, but mm, we don't really worry. Oh, no, your demand is so yeah. is so high now. We're pretty pretty lucky that way, and and we don't take that for granted. So when you say what the thing like, we try to wow people every year. We understand that the wow factor brings people back. If we were the same gala every year, you'd get bored. You wouldn't come back, right? You would. Mm-hmm. Even how great the cause is, you'd be like, okay, well, I've been there, seen that. People, it's just human nature. You get bored of seeing the same stuff. So if we don't change it up every year, then we're shooting ourselves in the foot. So that is, that is our big, and, and, and that's everything from MC. Like we've had fabulous MCs, but we've switched them out because we want to change it up. You know, auctioneers, decor, everything, entertainment, bar, we, bar everything. everything. And well, we, the bar, <laughs> the bar the is bar. always a challenge, the but bar. this last year, I think the last year, didn't we run out of like, didn't they literally run out of booze? Two years ago, you mean? Or was that two, two years ago? Two years, two years ago. ago. That, I remember that happened one year. I was like, mm-hmm. that is phenomenal that yeah. The, yeah. the alcohol is gone. I can't imagine that'll happen again. I don't know if that's really a good thing. <laughs> well, it depends on what, what, what I'm like coming it. from. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. But every year we learn something new. Like we come back after every gala and we're like, okay, what can we change about the drink sales? What can we change about the bar? Did it work? Do we need to add more bars? Do we need to, you know, the band? Do we need to change up the band? Do, all these different things come up every year, mm-hmm. right? Because we just and, try to better and, ourselves. And again, we appreciate feedback. Like, oh, for sure. Beat us up. When we always tell our guests, beat us up. Like, if you want to suggest something, if you want something to change, if you want to see something different, let us know because we're only as good as what our guests want, right? Okay, ticket sales or ticket prices. Have you ever thought of increasing them? Okay, so this is so funny. Every year, <laughs> you we're asked told, for it. You wanted questions. We, you know, we, you we talked about this last night, and um, we're not Vancouver, right? We're not 
we're not there yet, I don't think, for, for those type of tickets. And this is our third year at the Trade X. And we raised them two years ago and we were nervous about raising them to yeah. what, what, are, what are they a ticket? Two fifty. It's two fifty a ticket. Well it's funny okay. though, we raised them and then no we sent people's invoices out and everyone paid and no one commented. So we're yeah. like, okay, I guess that was okay. And, and we understand, like I go to events, I go to several events, like thousand dollar tickets. It's common in Vancouver. Yeah. Well, I was even time, gonna say but, I was gonna say like four or five hundred would not be out of the realm of But don't you think, Andrew, and this is what we kind of concluded last night, is that the people that are coming to the gala majority obviously there's some people that get tickets given to them by corporations etc but the majority love us so much they're going to spend that extra money yeah. on on you know I, I hate absolutely and if if i'm a good example i mean we have bought like silent auction <laughs> oh, know. We have, we, we've actually bought stuff where a year later we're like oh shit we didn't use that yet do you know how many people do that it's so yeah. funny so totally fair point like we i think a lot of people show up there thinking like I'm coming with an open wallet yeah. and I'm just going to, you know, do this because I, I love this organization. Mm. Um, I guess there's part of my, like, part of my brain just goes like, well, how can, how can we increase revenue? Like what's the way? And, and when I see the value of what's but being keep offered, in mind, the ticket covers the cost of putting the vent on. So when the ticket goes up, we would like just spend it on decor. No, I'm just <laughs> You don't get on specific tickets. You get a tax receipt for the portion, like say it's tickets $200 and only cost them hundred to put on that you get, then get a tax receipt. We don't tax receipt tickets because Got we it. use that for operating. So Got that it. every Got dollar it. then at the event and every dollar, like we can then use for. I understand. Okay. So the ticket price is not actually going to what we're talking no, about anymore. The tickets just get you in. Okay, that's a good answer. So that's we'd not rather the people my... get the money than it at the event. Okay, the, a bigger way good. for us to make money, a better way for us to make money is uh, by donations as far as prizes go, um, silent auction items. You know, the bigger the fancier they are, the more money we end up making. And we've been very fortunate. We've had a lot of um, very generous donors over the years. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the things we always you know, struggle with, with the pricing for our games. Cause we do make a lot of money on our games and on live auction too. So what do you struggle with? Cause the games are awesome. Well, they but are the prizes, the right? prizes. We have to ask people for prizes all the time. And then, you know, sometimes oh. we go back to the same well all the time. So one of the things that, you know, people say, you don't really need help with selling tickets. No, but we need help sometimes with saying, Hey, if someone has an awesome live auction item or an awesome prize, you know, people donate like a lot of our crowd owns secondary cabins or houses right. or we need your chalet or, and whistler yeah, exactly. Or and going back to the advertising, as far as the business goes, when you go to these events, it is about advertising really. If you, when you go to these, when you're sponsoring event and live auction is a great way to promote your business too. You're in front of 600 people and it goes totally. on the screen and it's in print. And, um, so those are things I think, you know, keep in mind too. And anyone listening would like to know <laughs> Pulling a plug in there. <laughs> yeah. No, plugging. Absolutely. Plug away. Okay. That's good. You know what? That you filled in. My, I have often thought about ticket prices, but your answer makes perfect sense. And now I see the logic in that um, because of where the money goes for the tickets versus where the money goes for all of the other. Like there's a million amazing games and activities that go on throughout the evening. Uh, and, and honestly, like our event does cost us money to put on and, and um, you know, with the ticket price the way it is, sometimes, you know, it doesn't. So we'll have to sponsor more. I'll buy stuff in kind of Jessica. But I mean, we do do a lot of bag borrowing, stealing, mm -hmm. but, right? And so, we pay for a lot of stuff ourselves. Yeah. Which... I just, and then we just get a tax receipt. Well, if we remember, but um, we, you know, like I, Jessica and I are both, actually most of the people in the committee, like if, if, if something needs mailed, they'll buy their own stamp. We don't submit. Totally. I think we actually got audited years ago by Revenue Canada because we didn't have enough expenses. We're like, we don't have, like we just right. all do it. Didn't it didn't make sense. It to didn't them. make sense to them. Right. Yeah. So yeah. 
But if I want something like, if I'm, you know, my type A personality is like, we have to have that for decor. I'll just buy it. Right. I, 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 and I'm like, Brittany, no, Brittany, no. <laughs> I'll just hang that large chandelier in my dining room. And we're dead. We it's do fine. own a great oh, shit. I own a ton of decor because I'm like, <laughs> I need that. We're going to say, yeah. I know anyone having a Your wedding. Your house go. really looks like <laughs> the theme from 2007. Well, and this is another thing we actually got. Honestly, we had so much into creeping over. My husband's like, okay, enough's enough. And so we got our first storage unit, which again, you know. Oh, yeah, I just offloaded stuff again into there. We just, it's. Because we were buying the same props over and over and renting them. And we're like, okay, well, Gala should own this, right? So yeah. we bought a few things that are repetitive. And I think one of the other neat, unique things when we post how much we make or say how much we make. It's net, not gross. Okay. That's my biggest pet peeve because mm, most charities that's post cool. gross. So sure. and if we made 300000 but it cost yeah. them 150 put on. Yeah, what yeah. we say we made is after What we cost. actually made. It's yeah, yeah, everything yeah. what we made. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have the theme for next year, which we're not allowed to talk about. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Top secret. Uh, just give me the quick, like, what's the next goal? What are we aiming towards? What's our, what are you, there's a group focusing on when you're having dinner, drinking wine? That's a great question. We always ask Liz at Fraser Healthcare Foundation what their needs are. Um, and we, we really, really want to be state of the art and we really want to. And, you know, Fraser Health does manage all the different communities. Um, we have given specific things to like Langley hospital before, because we have a lot of Langley donors that come. Um, mm-hmm. and we were finding that they were uh, last two years ago, we bought that. It was a $50,000 piece of computer equipment that basically when you go in for a mammogram, you can now link up to all the other hospitals. So if you've had a mammogram in Abbotsford, it's not competing with the one in Langley. They don't know your history. And quite often they're do- the, um, radiologists need, they need to review your history and Absolutely. go, yep. what, 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 you know, what was your past? So we, we always try to make things better. Liz always laughs because I guess like pediatrics is like, can the Crystal Gala pay for that? She's like breast cancer, <laughs> right? Because you know, our hospital is as new as it is, things are starting to fall apart. Sure. So, um, so we just want to make sure that anyone that has um, breast cancer, that they know that within our community, we're working hard to make sure that they get the best care and the best results. And, it's and, the, and when mean, are we quitting? You're wondering? Well, no, not when you quit. Well, I just wanted to say it's it, the, the clinic is in Abbotsford, but I can say from firsthand experience, you service the entire, like, you know, lower mainland. There's people that, that have touched the clinic who don't live in Abbotsford. There's people at the gala who are coming from all over that I know personally. So it, it's a way bigger thing than just one city. It's, it's certainly a, a Fraser Valley, if not whole lower mainland thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we hope we can grow. Like we, we always talk about what changes we can make and, you know, how we can help other. We had this conversation last night too, right? Like what can we fund other things? Um, but we're so careful with that because that's the question that, you know, we'll initially put out to our sponsors, really. And our guests. Um, and I mean, guests. it's not our money. Yeah. We're very conscious of the fact that it's not our money we're spending. Yeah. So we want to make sure we're spending it ethically and in the proper places yeah. and um, doing, the, doing the right thing, right? So we're very, Jerry, and that's one thing that I just have to give kudos to Jerry. She has always kept us on the right path. Yeah. She's such a... She's such an amazing person in our community and she does so much and her heart is so big. Yep. And I think that I do feel like we wouldn't be where we are without her. And I think that no. there is that direction that always keeps us focused in the right way. I mean, we are all ADD. We can go here, 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 right? Like it's just, but she keeps us on the path of right. You know, Jerry's our wealth of knowledge. She, like she knows all the stats and everything. And yeah, like it's, mm. I mean, it's this very... is okay. This is a perfect example. So if you walk in the clinic, there's this beautiful, massive orchid bouquet every time there. It's gorgeous. She goes with her own money, out on her own time, and just replaces it just so the clinic looks pretty. Like she's, you know, I mean, those are the little stories people don't realize wow, the dedication yeah. and the commitment that happens. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's just something so little, but when a, when a female's sitting there and they see these beautiful orchids, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, peace, right? Sure, totally. Peace. You know, yeah. and, and I mean, I think that per Tanya and Jerry, when we did the hospital, the clinic, you know, we're dealing with bureaucrats at the hospital that say, you have to have a green wall. We're like, no, not going to happen. <laughs> Our money, not going to happen. Well, right? it was like, the first time ever that they actually oh, said yes to Some of those meetings, I think they wanted to actually beat us. They were like, who are these girls? But we're like, it's our money. We're going to, you know. And we had nothing to lose. They couldn't fire us, right? We're volunteers. Yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't fire them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you could, but yeah. So it was the first time they actually ch- picked a different wall color or let us pick the wall sure. color. Outside the hospital rules. Yeah. Sure. Right. And yeah. it was the first time that JLF actually ever partnered with, with another organization. With another organization. Yeah. Another organization. Cause they're from, they're from London. And that was a big deal. I got to bring something up because I, I want to, bring something out of the, out of the shadows or a, a mistruth. And I was just thought it popped in my head and I wanted to remember to talk about it before we wrap up. Uh, breast cancer is not only a female no. issue. Actually, just that stat. You yeah. Know so last year, this is a Canada wide, Canada wide stat, but 230 men, um, would have been diagnosed last year with breast cancer, um, in Canada and five of them would have passed away. So, oh. and there's, you know, someone that's gone through our clinic, male, um, we, there is someone, there's a man who's gone through the, yeah, camp. there's actually been a couple and mm-hmm. Crystal brought up something really interesting, um, with the use of steroids in young kids, um, with built bodybuilding, they've seen an uprise in mm-hmm. male breast cancer because of the way it builds their pecs. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's been a huge thing and they've noticed it now. So for all the men listening, do the same checks. Yeah. You have to be aware. You know that- what I, I had, so personal story, I had, uh, a bone disorder when I was a kid. And it was, a, whatever, I won't get into the details, but I had a series of surgeries. And one of the things that they did to treat this disorder was they gave me a bunch of steroids. Well, fast forward to my adult life, I've had two growths removed from my chest, which were not cancerous. They were not, you know, but I've now in later years found out that there was absolutely possibly a connection wow. between that. But I didn't, I didn't know that I had these growths removed like probably 10 or not, maybe not quite 10 years ago. Um, and I, you know, they were, they were uncomfortable and I didn't like the way it looked and whatever. And there was never a scare, but to the steroid thing you talked about after I had this done, I did more reading and I realized, holy crap, this actually may have very well been connected to, uh, to the steroids that were given to me in part of the medical treatment that I was getting. Cause I got them like over and over, over a series of time. So personally, mm-hmm. I feel, um, worldwide, that is something that is needed with cancer of all types is that correlation. Okay. So where is the interview process? Okay. You have this type of cancer. Give me your past childhood. What, what happened? Like we have a, I have a very dear friend that was diagnosed years ago at the age of 40 with sarcoma of his leg. Well, he had always had um, dry skin and played hockey and had put steroid cream on his legs. So why does he have a tumor there? Right. So there's, that is the piece of the puzzle I find in cancer, all cancers that it's missing where they're not going, let's do a little bit of research and your, you know, and let's compile all this information and think, Hey, Perhaps steroids could cause, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I'm not speculating that steroids is, but there is the whole. That's where the politics comes yeah. in where no one wants to really admit it because you don't want to admit oh, blame yeah. or fault. Right? I won't, I won't drag or, you into those conversations today. But, I know yeah. there's, 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 that's a web that you can't mm-hmm. find. A right but there is absolutely term. so much more that can be done in all areas oh, with totally. everything. So, you know, when you ask what our next goals are, it's just to keep raising money and still try to make a difference somehow. And try not to get fired. 
Actually, we, don't we want to be fired? I think Jerry's it changes every day. We actually, I think before the 20 year had this big meeting, like, okay, what does everyone see their future? And we're all like, okay, we're done. And by the end of it, we're all crying. Like, hey, we're back in from the 20 years. We totally, we had this total discovery <laughs> session and we're all sitting there and we're all like, okay, no, we're leaving. This is it. We're, we're just, this is going to be last year. And then we went on the table, what this means to us. We're all crying. Like at the end of it, we're all, so we oh, can't yeah. even talk. We're all crying. And right. then we're like, okay, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Hey, well, um, this has been awesome. Thanks it's, for having us. Oh, yeah, thank you was, so much. And thanks for all you guys do. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I just, I loved our time together. And uh, before we wrap up, I just want to, I want to you have you say out loud where people find you, how they can support, you know, Instagram, Facebook, internet, whatever. Go. You just said it all. Yeah, you just yeah. said yeah, it all. Yeah. Is it like, well, it's krista.gala.com. Yeah.ca.com. Both get us there. We own both. And uh, yeah, t- uh, t- Facebook, Instagram. Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. You're, de- and then you're definitely on Insta. Yeah. And our tickets will be, we'll release tickets in April and our theme will, will release we'll our sooner, theme. Probably. Yeah. Sooner than that. And so. now when, when people walk up to you on that night and they see you and they embrace you, they'll have a little bit more of an idea of what it is the hell you were doing. And you know what? The other thing is too, is anybody who wants to volunteer leading up to the gala, yeah. like we have a lot of people come out and volunteer. Girl, nobody's going to want to volunteer after you tell them. Okay, but you know what? No, though. that's a great point that we were just talking last night. There's so many things in the community that we want to involve. Like you have V students that want to make a difference. Like there's events that can happen. We just don't have the manpower. There's only 10 of us. Yeah. Like this year, there's only 10 of us. And so, yeah. and we're already stretched yeah. to the max. So, yeah. you know, it, we love people saying, Hey, I want to take this on. And can I raise funds for awareness? Even awareness is huge for us too. Mm, Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks again. And I will, on the awareness piece, I will absolutely play my role and, uh, and scream your names from the mountaintops because I love you guys and your organization. And thanks for being a a long-term huge supporter. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. I I love it. We wouldn't let you. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Jerry wouldn't let me. She wouldn't. Um, so yeah. Thanks so much, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Andrew. See you. The Crystal Gala Foundation is so incredibly cool. I think what sets them apart the most is that they operate like a family. And from my perspective, that's what makes them so endearing and attractive. Thank you, Brittany and Jessica, for spending time today and sharing with us all the incredible stories. If you want more information on today's show or the Crystal Gala, Be sure to check out our show notes where we'll have all the pertinent contact information, Facebook, Instagram, website, stuff like that. And if you want to hear more about us or reach out in any way, you can find us in those spots as well. Thanks for joining us. 